0: Hello, Seattle. This is Dr. Crater Frain, and I'm listening to Smart Asses Radio with Johnny Video and Seattle's own Sue Young. No, oh, for the love of God, my internet's cut out. Roz
1: Holy Podcast, Batman.
0: Right, you are Robin to the Batcave. We've got to listen to Smart Asses Radio. Hurry, chum! Now, my fellow Americans, when I'm not off shooting zombies with my infamous Predator drones,
2: Michelle, Sasha, Malia, and I are listening to Smart Ass's Radio. So, God bless you, God bless America, and God bless Johnny Video, and ya.
0: And when you needed someone to put up that rusted out old Dodge truck, on top of four cement gray cinder blocks in the gratuitously unmanicured
2: lawn of a West Virginia neighborhood, God created a redneck.
0: Smart Asses Radio With Johnny Video and Sue Young Hot chicks, geek culture, and unbridled smart smartness. Hey, when I'm not busy being the governor of Montana... Uh,
2: Jesse, you were never the governor of Montana. Oh,
0: what the hell do you know, McMahon? Uh,
2: my name isn't McMahon.
0: Anywho, when I'm not busy being the governor of South Dakota or telling you about conspiracies, I'm listening to smartasses radio,
2: eh? Jesse, you were never the governor of South Dakota
0: either. oh Montana, South Monkota, who cares? They all grow potatoes better than they do in Colorado, home. Hey, Mo. Hey, Krusty, Bonnie,
3: Sideshow Bob.
0: What are you guys doing over there?
3: We're listening to Smart Asses Radio. <laughs>
0: yep, Johnny Video and Sue Young sure are funny. I beg to differ. I find their sophomoric humor to be anemic at best.
3: Don't put a sock in it.
0: Yeah, we'll put we'll a stick up your butt.
3: Hey,
0: Smart Asses, it's the governor over here. When I'm not filming my movies or parking the maid, I'm sure as hell not putting my ear to the computer and listening to your show. Fuck you. And that horse you put the saddle on. I won't be back. Fuck all of you. To become a smartassaholic, check out our online magazine at smartasses.net for replays of our radio show's audio humor, pay-per-view predictions, the smartasses' hot chick of the month, and official smartasses' paraphernalia, as well as entertainment articles, videos, celebrity news, free sarcastic e-cards, geek culture, and one of the four largest annual top 100 sexiest women lists in the world. Looking for more smartasses? Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash smartasses.net. You can also find us on funnierdie.com at forward slash smartassesnet. And don't forget to follow us on Tumblr at smartassesnet.tumblr.com. Meet Sue Young. Lovely. Talented. She's beautiful and she wrestles. Meet Johnny Video. Disgusting. sloth the last human on the planet anyone would want to interact with. In a world where your perception of internet radio has been smashed, this unlikely duo pairs together to bring you Smart Asses Radio. Hot chicks, geek culture, and unbridled smart assery. To interact with Smart S's Radio live on the air, follow us on Twitter and tweet your thoughts to the hosts at Smart S's Net using the hashtag MaximSucks.
2: Whether you're one of our friends just waking up in South Korea or just getting home from work here in the Western Hemisphere, welcome to Smart Asses Radio. You probably figured it out already, but if you haven't, I am your host, not Mr. Rourke, but Johnny Video, and with me is our co-host, whom you probably know better than you know me, the beautiful but deadly Sue Young. Sue, how's it going? Hey, guys. It's going great. I'm
4: super excited about this show. It's your first debut show.
2: Very, very, very exciting, and I'll tell you what, I would actually be a little bit remiss if I did not give you the pro- proper introduction. Uh, for people that don't know, and we're going to get into a brief little uh, description and bio, uh, You know, let you talk about who you are and why you're here and all that in just a minute, but uh, the one thing that people need to know is uh, when you were in uh, WWE slash FCW, your name was, was what? Oh,
3: yeah.
2: What what was your name? I need, I need you to say the word.
4: My name was Sonia.
2: Sonia. Yeah. And there you go with that. So I caught you. A little, I didn't. I didn't tell you that that was going to happen. I had to. I had to throw that in no, for a surprise for you. There's <laughs> a lot of
4: there's a lot of fight dancing going on over here. I'm like working up a sweat.
2: <laughs> All right, fist punching in the air. Well, it's it's not as cool as the master mix we heard last night on the Greg Demarco's show. Uh, and I figured the guy would one up me because I actually told him about the surprise. But I wanted that to be a, a pleasant surprise, or is it an unpleasant surprise for you? I don't even know. Maybe you hate that music.
4: What?
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I said I wanted that to be a pleasant or unpleasant surprise. I wanted it to be a pleasant surprise for you, but I'm asking, like, maybe it's an unpleasant surprise. Maybe you hate it every time you hear that music.
4: No, I love it. I love it every time. I feel like it's a good, like, cardio-esque, like, five-second cardio punch. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Is there is there anything to that theme? Like, did he just kind of pick that out of thin air because of the whole Asian tie-in or – was that, like, your entrance music at one time, or, you know, is there anything to that? Like, I don't even know the full story behind it. I just knew I had to play it.
4: Um, They actually asked me how I got my name through Sonya, and at the time Mortal Kombat came out, and I was just a huge, like, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Who isn't? You know, just fighting, fatalities, all of that stuff. And um, that's kind of how it all came about, because the music is just so... You know, it it just
2: matches me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, well you know, ironically, you know, they in the song they kinda go through all of the characters of the game and Sonya is the one they say right before that bit uh, that bit plays. Now I truncated a little bit, I master mixed a little bit because it's like, you know, the song's four minutes long and I didn't want people to have to sit through four minutes of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so I truncated it down to about eighteen seconds or so, but yeah, I definitely wanted to catch you. That was the one surprise that I couldn't tell you about as we went over all of our uh our pre-show stuff. So anyway, uh Hi. let's 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 talk a little bit about Smartasses magazine. There's probably some people out there that don't realize who we are uh and what we do. Uh although there is a lot of people there are a lot of people who do know what we do. So um but Smartasses magazine, uh which of course can be found at smartasses.net, is uh just like you heard in the show intro. Uh, our mantra is hot chicks, geek culture, and unbridled smartassery, assery um, And that's what Sue Young and I uh, basically plan to uh, bring you here. Basically, she's got two of those things covered already. I handle the smart-asses part. Uh, she handles the hot chicks <laughs> and the geek culture. So. Um, and plus, uh, you know, if you're searching on Blog Talk Radio, um, you, you know, we're part of the Wrestling Smash network, network, but we're not necessarily going to be a wrestling show all the time. Uh, I think we're going to touch on it a little bit, especially tonight, uh, since it's our first show, and you are a wrestler, and uh, our guest, uh, Rick Leib, is a wrestler as well. But uh, basically, we're more of an entertainment show, um, and I think even beyond that, basically, we're going to, in the long run, end up being more of a comedy show. Um, so, you know, that's the heading we chose when putting it on Block Talk Radio, and we try to, uh, we're going to try to bring you a little bit of that each week as well. So, in fact... In the second hour, uh, we've got some of our audio humor uh, coming up. So, um, But at any rate, uh, most of you already know Smart Asses is one of the major competitors to Maxim, FHM, and Ask Men, and in the sense that we are their competition when it comes to having the annual Top 100 Sexiest Women list. Uh, we are one of the four largest annual lists in the world, and 2013 is going to mark our eighth annual year. Uh, the only problem with it is that FHM and Maxim tend to get a little more press than us because they also have a paper magazine. But last time I checked, none of those three have their own radio show. Wouldn't you agree?
4: That is absolutely correct.
2: Right. So we're gonna. So we're definitely gonna one up them that in that regard. So the funny thing Ooh. is, uh, it, this is me kind of getting on my soapbox here a little bit. But the funny thing is, each one of those lists each and every year tends to rape our And uh, I'll give you some examples. Like, we were the very first ones to feature Megan Fox before she came, quote-unquote, Megan Fox, and before all the Transformers stuff debuted. Um, if you're familiar with the uh, T-Mobile commercials, we were the very first ones to feature Carly Hooks from the T-Mobile 3G commercials before anyone could even find two pictures of her on the Internet. Uh, Gina Kramer's another one. Uh, St. Delia there, she used to be on One Tree Hill, and now she's a country music star. She's been on our top 100 list for the last six years in a row. And uh, this year, Men's Health decided to uh, jump into the mix. Uh, and all of a sudden, she's on their list. And so, you know, my thinking is it only took them six years to catch up to us. So, you know, it's just funny that they get all the press, they get all the exposure, and we're the ones doing all the work for them. So it's kind of like we're the, we're the minor leagues. We're so, kind
4: of the stepping stone, so everybody should want to listen
2: to the show. Yeah, well, they should. They should definitely want to listen to our radio show, but they should definitely, you know, I want to, TMZ and NBC and CNN. All those people need to get on board with what Smartass is is doing because we're cutting edge. And like, I don't want to reveal too much here, but you know, you already know that you are on the top 100 sexiest list that's coming out this March. And, you know, why isn't FHM, why isn't Maxim, why isn't Ask Men, why isn't Men's Health, why are they not on the Sue Young train? And, and, and that's just an example. We, each year we bring you a true top 100 160 women list that encompasses the whole world. I'll give you another one, Sue Young. I'll give you another one. The, the, the list that I just read for Men's Health, there was not, unless I missed something, there was not one Asian girl on that entire
4: list. That is ridiculous 'cause there's you know, one out of a hundred one out of a the hundred, there's got to be at least one defined guy of there that has Asian fever, like yellow fever for sure. There's no way that
3: there is not one Asian
2: female on that list. There's no way. I can't believe that. That that's what I'm thinking too. So, you know, but I, that's one thing that makes the smart asses list great. Like we have you know, it's truly a top one hundred list from all around the world. So, anyway, uh, if you want to see each year's Top 100 sexy Women list, you can find the link there on smartasses.net. Uh, we also provide you with funny e-cards that I guarantee are much funnier than the stupid kitten stuff you see floating around on Facebook. Uh, we've got original articles with people that are up and coming in Hollywood. Uh, we just had a great article on Alexis Nyers uh, a couple months ago. Uh, Marie Adjeropoulos, who's going to be starring on the uh, new CW show uh, Cult. Uh, that I believe starts tomorrow. If I'm doing math correct, uh, we've done Miss North Dakota, Anita Robledo, et cetera, et cetera, and so on. So, uh, and of course, we've got up to the up to the minute celebrity news on the women of our top 100. Their bios, their verified social networking links. Uh, so you can, in fact, go to Sue Young's page and see where her new Facebook uh, official Facebook page is. You can find her Twitter. Uh, you can read a little bit of brief history on her and uh, whatnot. Um, in fact, uh, you can also get the link to where she was our January hot chick of the month, which is kind of smart ass's answer to the hometown, (coughs) hometown hoochies that one of the other magazines runs. And, uh, so, you know, check her out and then you can check out our current hot chick of the month, Samantha Cush, which, uh, which really is, is a perfect segue for me to, Ask you, Sue Young, to go ahead and kind of introduce yourself. Give everybody a brief history of who you are and what you've done and, and, and why you're here.
4: Hey, guys. Uh, my name's Sue Young. Um, now I'm a co-host of Smart and Radio. But before all of this magic happened, I was a professional. Well, I am a professional wrestler. I've been wrestling since I want to say um I started my training in '07. I started out as a manager for my trainer, Kevin White. Um, I've had many trainers, well, many people that have like, helped me along the way. Um, Bill, Dundee and Kevin White had their own uh, training school over in the Mid-South area. And not too long after that, I got signed to a developmental contract with WWE. I was in their FCW program for a little while until I got released about, I want to say, a year or two ago, and now I'm here. And I've been wrestling kind of all-around independent scene ever since. So, yeah,
5: exciting.
2: Very, very good stuff. Um, What are – I don't want to get into it too much because I actually want to come back to it in in a few minutes, but what are some of the independent uh, scenes that you're in?
3: Um,
4: I have wrestled for Shine Athletes – or Shine Wrestling and Shimmer's Athletes. Um, I wrestled for Anarchy Championship Wrestling over in Texas, awesome promotion. I have a bunch of big projects coming up, but other than that, I've been wrestling kind of all over the U.S. independently. And if you ever see my name, definitely stop by in at a show and say hi. Cool, very
3: cool.
2: What, uh, real quick, too, you're, you're originally from Seattle, and now you live in Florida. What uh, what caused the move uh, for you to do that? Is that just because that's where you're close in proximity to the promotions you
5: most deal
4: with? It's a really funny story because I moved from Seattle, well, from the Washington State all the way to, like, the Tennessee State just for wrestling right after high school because my father was the one that got me into it. And he was telling me, you know, this is a hot spot for wrestling. You should go and learn. Well, he didn't encourage me to go wrestle, but he was very pushing. Like, I should definitely look at my history where you know where it's a good area for wrestling and stuff and i went to memphis and i didn't realize that when i went to memphis like it's it's not as big as it used to be then and after i got picked up with WWE, i moved to florida and i kind of stayed here ever since i think it's the beaches that kind of kept me <laughs> there's definitely. great wrestling down here too but definitely the beaches didn't help like me not moving
2: <laughs> definitely yeah yeah, I'll tell you what. I wish I could get ocean sounds pumped in through my window too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I've been I've been to the Bahamas twice, and I think Virginia Beach once. And I'll tell you, man, that was like some of the rela- most relaxing sounds. Just you know, let alone the fact that you're on the beach. You know, so it, it doesn't get any better but, than that. So, uh, I'll go ahead and introduce myself while we're at it too. Um, In 1999, uh, not unlike Sue, but nowhere near the level that she's at, um, I also was involved in the professional wrestling business for a little bit. Uh, I managed a tag team known as the Ghost Riders, uh, which was basically thrown together on the fly in the middle of one of the worst backyard-type wrestling shows you've ever seen in your entire life. Uh, The the ring area was surrounded by uh, rider trucks, and that's kind of how they uh, sealed it off. So it wasn't even it wasn't even as good as a high school gym. But that was my first experience with it. Um, I did manage the tag team, the uh, Ghost Riders, two getting the belts that day. Whatever happened beyond that, I have no idea because I, I was rarely involved in anything at, at that point. After that, um, but I did go under the moniker of both Johnny Wood, uh, Johnny Hollywood, video as I do now, and uh, Evil Mr. Manager. Uh, I was kind of uh, Eric Bischoff type character um, who basically became semi-popular with the tagline, the maps are in the glove compartment, the dog is on the porch fetching my slippers, and the wife is in the kitchen where she belongs. So you can tell I was, <laughs> I, was I was kind of a bad guy, you know. But, uh, yeah, that actually caught on pretty well. So And then the whole thing is that, you know, I was this big money-making guy that was real organized, so that's kind of how my tagline was. Uh, in 2011, uh, it was due to that, mostly, that is how I became one of the part-time on-air personalities for SmartMark Radio, uh, which eventually led to this. Um, as far as the voice work goes, in 2009, uh, after I did voice work privately for uh, well over 25 years, I decided to launch JohnnyVideo.net, uh, where I do all sorts of voiceover jobs for people, mostly with the celebrity voice impression, impressions, which I do roughly to 70 of 80 of them. And uh, a lot of those you're going to hear on the commercial breaks and the show's intro. All the male male voices you hear here are yours truly. And um, I was in two movies last year, uh, Journey to Mount Fuji, where I did some of the voice dubbing for the English version of the Japanese film. Uh, And I played the president uh, doing my uh, Barack Obama impersonation in the 2012 film Cheery Point. Uh, That's Cheery, two E's, one R, not Cheery. A lot of people get that mixed up. But uh, regarding Obama, uh, I was actually featured on Fox News for it, uh, which kind of made me puke because I despise Fox News with every fiber of my being. Um, And I did some jobs for Newt Gingrich as well as some other U.S. uh, dignitaries. And uh, all of the above kind of led to this year when DeMarco approached me about doing the show hooked me up with you, and bam, here we are.
4: Awesome. I love it.
2: Different different paths crossing the roads. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> I remember when the very first person tweeted me about you, uh, it was one of actually one of the Gail Kim followers, um, and they saw that smartasses, uh, especially when I was manning the Twitter, uh, was a huge mark for Gail Kim. And uh, they said, hey, man, you know, we, we can hook you up with uh, Sue Young if you want. And at that point, like, I wasn't, like, in the know in the Indies as much as I am now because that was a year, year maybe two years ago. And when they said Sue Young, I thought it was the Sue Young from Girls' Generation. And I'm like, you know, yeah. for those, for, the, for those people out there that don't know, like, Girls' Generation, like,
4: I, they're probably on the same
2: level that Taylor Swift would be on here now. Would you say that's accurate?
4: Yeah, if not, maybe, like, in the middle of Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift status, for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so when they said they were going to hook me up with Sue Young, I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me, you know? And then so, of course, I was sorely disappointed when I found out I was just you, so,
4: you yeah. know. Yeah, of course. <laughs>
2: I kid, I kid, I kid. Well, I'll tell you what, we got about three minutes before we have to uh, call our guest, uh, the one and only Rick Lieb, and get him on the air. But uh, tell us real quick in, in, in the next three minutes, what's going on with uh, with Shine?
4: Um, it's actually going to be on the 22nd. We're going to have our eye-per-view, and it's going to be a huge pay-per-view because um, apparently we have this faction there, Dockery, that's taking over, Consisting of rain um maiden sin, I believe um Ivelisse, and I, I i can't be totally sure, but I believe Mercedes Martinez might have a little bit into it, maybe not she's she's kind of doing her own thing, and also um just, just tons of crazy pandemonium going on um right now. I'm scheduled to be in a match, a six-man tag match against Maiden Sin with my tag partner, West Coast Connection, Tracy Taylor, and uh, Mia Yim. And this will be one of the first times me and Mia Yim will actually be tagging, so I'm super excited about that. And there's always going to be a couple newcomers coming in, Um, I believe. Brittany Savage will be one of them. Lucisto, which I'm super, super pumped about because I love Lucisto. I love her wrestling style and such, like, just watching her is just amazing. And I believe uh Jesse Bell and a couple others will be there as well. And it's just gonna be a great time. Call is gonna be there. It's gonna be awesome.
2: Oh, nice, nice. What's the what's the deal with this Valkyrie faction? What's uh what the, what's their what's their deal, What are they up to? Are they causing shenanigans? Are they causing problems? Like what's going on? Do they think the run do they think they run the place? They just, you know?
3: kinda, they just came in and
4: ran it down, like I just Like, it it was a very weird thing. I was not expecting something along those lines where, you know, someone's going to come in and try and take over the whole show. We really had a nice schedule going. We had a nice show going where, you know, there were a little tension between certain people, but it wasn't like locker room versus a group of people, and that's what's kind of going on right now.
2: Tsk, tsk, tsk. You have to hate the evil factions. That's for damn sure.
5: (laughs) So, all right, well,
4: well, go ahead. Go ahead, finish up. I was going to say, if you guys really wanted to watch it live, you can come to Ebor City, Florida, and we're going to be at the p m Um And if you wanted to watch it online, you can go to www.live.com and definitely catch it there, order it, and support our women's wrestling.
2: Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, you know, like uh, you and I have talked off the air, like kind of like I am with the comic books, you know, like, I shy away from the Batman's and the Spidermans, and I tend to go for the Supergirls and the Wonder Woman, and that's kind of how I am with wrestling too. Like, I'm with that with a lot of sports: uh, volleyball, softball, and wrestling. Like, for for whatever reason, a lot of times I find the women uh, to be more entertaining. So, take that for what it's worth. But on that note, it is 7:25, so I am going to go ahead and play some music. Uh, I decided to play, for very personal reasons, uh, a little bit of Pebbles from 1987. She was actually my very first uh, celebrity crush, uh, So, and she's, she and I are friends on Facebook, and I, I just decided that it would be a nice thing to do is to play one of her songs. So we're going to play a little bit of Pebbles. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get our guest, and we will be back in about seven or eight minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and do that right now, and when we come back, we will have Rick Lieb on the line. you will, a very large circle with an infinite number of paths branching off from it. Inevitably, each and every one of us, whether we be
0: part of mankind or womankind, as individuals, at some point,
2: we all reach this same circle in life. As you may have gathered, the circle represents a question, and the paths, obviously, these are the answers. Only you know which path you will take. The
0: question is... What kind of geek. geek are you?
2: I'm a geek in the band. Why, I'm an anime geek.
3: <laughs> I'm a furry. I am a
2: chatroom
0: geek. I am a Marvel Comics geek. I am a DC Comics geek. Right you are, Dinovatch. that, chum. back at ya. I am an RPGG and role-playing game geek. ha
2: well, I'm a
0: computer geek
2: with Geek,
0: the Computer Geek. I am a crossword puzzle geek.
2: I'm a Harry Potter geek,
0: Well, Since I am a wizard, I am a Dungeons and Dragons
2: geek. I'm a video gamer geek, bro. Well, I don't know,
0: but I think I'm a science fiction geek. Oh, my. Aye, Mr. Trek geek. Indeed. Most logical. As am I. Well, I'm a doctor, not a Trek geek. You have no honor. If you're not a Star Trek geek. Well, they asked me to be a Star Trek geek and I made it so. Hi,
2: hey, I'm a Worlds of Warcraft geek. Fuck of the
3: moon.
0: Whatever kind of geek you are, SmartAsses has you taken care of. Log on to smartasses.net and click the Got Geek button for free games and all sorts of t shirts, mugs, and other gifts for geeks. Oh, and by the way, Smart Ass's Gifts for Geeks is also the home of the 24 by 36 inch Ultimate Word Search Poster. And if you can't defeat it, I'ma laugh and call you a bitch. Come to me no more, Moses. You will throw down your staff and turn it into a snake. This means nothing. This but a cheap magician's trick. When are you going to bring me real proof of your god? And when are you going to let my people go. All that they ask is to sit at the foot of Mount Sinai, to warm their souls by the burning bush of God, and to listen to smartasses Radio. Looking for more Smart Asses? Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash smartasses.net to interact with Smart S's Radio Live on the air, follow us on Twitter and tweet your thoughts to the hosts at Smart S's Net using the hashtag Maxim Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> To call in and talk to the hosts, dial 310-807-5103 or click on the blue letter S to call in via Skype. And now, back to Smart S's Radio with Johnny Video and Sue Young.
2: Well, apparently I have to apologize to everybody. We're having some Skype problems. I'm coming in and out of a fish tank. Um, We're doing doing the best we can, and I can kind of run you through the gamut of all the precautions I took today to avoid that. Um, I am not using wireless. I am hardwired in. Um, I have every conceivable program shut down in the background that I can. The only thing running on this computer is uh, Skype and uh, Google Chrome so that I can run the board. I don't even have Facebook or Twitter going up. I've got that up on a separate computer. So I don't know. Maybe somebody out there in the Twitter universe can kind of tell me uh, how I can fix it better for next time. But for now, we're just going to have to chuggle on through it. So anyway, um, if I didn't tell you before the chat room is launched, Uh, if you want to call into the show, the number is 310-807-5103, or you can follow us on Twitter at smartasses.net. Yeah, or, I'm sorry, smartassesnet on Twitter uh, using the hashtag sucks. So, anyway, Sue Young, Rick Lee, can you guys hear me better now?
1: Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, let's just, you know, knock on wood, keep our fingers crossed, and uh, see how, how long that lasts. Anyway, let's give him a very formal introduction. Uh, the reason you know, I feel comfortable doing uh, talking to him off to the side like that is because Rick Lieb has been a friend of mine uh, probably for going on 14 years now, so uh, I would certainly consider him one of my best friends, but for those of you out there in the Smart Asses universe that uh, don't know who he is, he's an artist, he's a rapper, he's an independent wrestler, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Rick Lieb. Rick, how are you doing tonight?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. I'm- Real quick, Johnny. I think what you needed to do, instead of telling people that your Skype is messing up, since you do such great voice impersonations, you should have just told them, uh, "I will be doing the show as Mushmouth for um, off and on, just so that you know anybody, everybody can see how talented I really am." And I think it would have actually worked. I mean, all the Fat Albert fans would love you.
2: Right. Either that or as uh, Merman from the He-Man show. Oh, Skeletor. Oh, you know, one of those. Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> now sadly <laughs> enough when you did that your phone started bubbling and you sounded clear.
2: Uh yeah, right. So as I'm do as I'm trying to sound bad, that's when it sounds good. That would that would definitely be the Murphy's Law thing. So <laughs> But anyway, uh yeah, we have a little bit of reversal here. The 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 whole reason I wanted Rickley to be the very first guest on this show was because he is basically I gotta give him ninety nine point nine percent of the credit. He's the guy that got me on smart mark radio uh, the first time as a guest, uh, I believe the second time as a guest. And then at that point, for whatever reason, everything seemed to click, and then they decided to have me on as a regular uh, fill-in. Uh, we have known as the fifth wheel, the fourth beetle, or the fifth beetle, the fifth wheel. Um, and that's kind of what led to Smart Assets Radio being able to be what it is. So i got to give you a lot of credit, dude. i got to say thank you, and it only seemed appropriate to have – Rick Leib, your role model uh, as the first guest for Smart Asses Radio.
1: Well, you know what? First of all, I, I don't take it, I don't take any of the credit for any of that because you know it, it's your on screen or should I say on Mike's persona that actually allowed you to continue coming back to the show. I mean, you know, you had a good voice for radio. You actually knew what the hell you were talking about, which is pretty damn important when you're when you're on a show and and, and you're you know especially like. The show that you were doing was a wrestling show. You know a lot about wrestling. I mean, I'm sure you probably ain't haven't told anybody, but, I mean, you were a wrestling manager at one time, so you do know something about the business. You know, so it was always cool to have you in there. And it was somebody that knew, that was up to date. And so, you know, it actually, it just made sense. And, you know, it was kind of a, what, a two-year internship sort of? <laughs> but uh, no, more obviously or less. you were pretty good. The B team, the B team. That's right,
2: the the B team, Tony T and I, the B team. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's great. Everybody's probably not uh, enjoying our mutual admiration society, but I thank you for the props and I thank you for that vote of confidence. And and again, it's where I am today. So, Uh, but at any rate, let's talk about. We've got a lot to talk about with the wrestling. Uh, We've got a pretty good amount to talk about with the rapping. But the first thing I want to talk about is because a lot of people, even even the people that do follow you don't realize that you are also a pretty damn good aspiring artist
1: but uh, it mean, it's a hobby it's not like it's something that i'm out there i'm like oh guys you know i check out this drawing check out that drawing you know it's like i when i get bored i like to draw so i i can draw i mean i do obviously a, a lot of the uh the um graphic arts as well like you know all the stuff that you see on the Smart smartmark radio pages Except for, of course, our current uh, top splash, because you did that. But you know, most of the Perfect. stuff that you see is done by me. But yeah, I, I also I, I've always enjoyed drawing. I, I believe it or not, a lot of people don't know this. When I was 16 years old, um, <laughs> when I was in high school, I did a picture called ISS, and yes, it, it actually stands for in school suspension. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
1: and I just oh, drew no. in front of me. Yeah, Sue, I'm sorry. You know, the guy that's whooping your butt and Words with Friends is actually a slacker in school. You're not looking
4: at that. Uh, you're not looking at that. You're not. It is my turn. <laughs> Ooh.
1: Man, I'm sorry. I had
2: to stick that one in on you. I'll tell uh, you what, Sue Young, if you're keeping up with him at all in Words with Friends, I pride myself on being a bit of a wordsmith. And this guy, I think we played, let's just say we played 20 games. He beat me 18 of those games. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I mean, like it pissed me off. Like I know I know more words than this guy. How the hell is he beating me? But I mean, there's there's more to it than that. There's obviously strategy and stuff. Which uh, you got to play.
1: You got to play offense and defense. And honestly, the first game against your opponent is now that we're talking about words with friends. And this is an ADD moment, really quick. Uh, Rather we're talking about words with friends. The strategy is figure out your opponent, and then play against their strength, like. This long here, I'm figure or this game here, I'm figuring out to do. Of course, one thing I figured out is that it takes her five days to make a move.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm horrible at like replying on anything. You text me and I'll text you like probably within five hours to five days, and you'll be like, "Where have you been?" Like it's definitely like hangover moment for me every time I text or call or with friends, anything. It's really bad on replying, and you get better on that. Might be a New Year's resolution for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, getting back to the drawing though When I was 16 years old I was in, I I, I drew a picture Called ISS, I actually I drew a bunch of pictures Because I was in art class, but you know that one there Actually, it got Sent in, I won A second place Gold key at Kent State, I won second Place Congressional Arts uh, Award, I would have won first place I believe I deserved first place The person that won their older brother or sister—I can't remember what it was got in a car accident and was—I don't know if the person died or not, but I know that they weren't looking good, and that person wasn't able to make it. So I think just to be nice, they said it because it was nothing. It looked like a stained glass window for crying out loud, and not one with a nice little artistic drawing in it. It was called Aftermath, and I'll never forget the name of the drawing because it beat me and had no reason beating me. And even when Congressman Tom Sawyer handed my our shook my hand, you know, he said. He, you know, he like took off to the side and said, "I think yours is the best." And I'm like, "Thank you, sir." You know, <laughs> but uh, and I put him on blast. So you know, I guess to know because the guy's a lot more than just a congressman now. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he
2: clearly he, the market taste. And,
1: and and also that same picture made its way to Art and Man magazine, which was a famous art magazine, magazine. I don't even know if it's still in existence, but back then it was pretty popular. So
5: right. I was pretty
1: proud of that. And yeah, I've always been able to draw. It's just been something that I've been good at. But it's something that I I actually just it it's a hobby. It's not something that I really look at as a meal ticket or anything like that. Right. Well,
2: yeah. I you know, I, sh- I showed you like the one picture that I did that I would say was was, was like borderline really good, but it, it took good. me it took me like months to do. And i just I don't have the patience for it, so anybody that does have the patience for that, I certainly applaud them but uh let me ask you do you uh do you do drawings only? Have you ever done paintings as well or and I don't want to dwell on this too long because I want to get into the rap stuff but um you know has it just been the drawings or have you gone beyond that
1: i mean I've done paintings I'm just not a fan of paintings i actually see, i used to here's the problem with paintings is I actually was a painter by trade and started in high school. Um, and hated it, you know, uh, You know, painting houses, painting it. It got to the point where I didn't want to smell paint, you know. I, so, I mean, like I'll do little painting stuff, but I was never very good at, I don't think that I was good at making life-like looking paintings. I'm not even a fan of color in my art. I love black and white art. I mean, to me, pencils are the greatest invention in the world because you can, you can, you can shade with them, you can do anything, and it always comes out. Well, not always, but, you know, You'd like it to come out looking like a black and white photo when you're done, and I think that that's my specialty. That's what I enjoy. I mean, if you ever see my tattoos, they're even black and white. I'm just not a fan of color, I guess.
2: Right. Yeah, there is something I don't know if that magical is the right word, but there is something you know n- noir about black and white that yeah makes it appealing. So anyway, all right, yeah, let's let's talk about your rapping a little bit. Uh, you're known as the lyrical miracle. R. I. C. Like, how did that start? Well, you know, where you just in the gym locker room one day and you just started saying, "I can lay down some beats. I can talk really quickly." Like, how did you get involved in in, in the rapping?
1: Well, it's kind of a funny thing. Um, even in grade school, I was always good at writing poetry. I used to actually win win awards. You know, for a guy that had such bad grades in school, I sure was good at a lot of weird things. You know. And Poetry was another one. I actually won some awards for my poetry. Um, was always good at rhyming words, you know, something that rappers nowadays don't even know how to do. You know, you actually rhyme the words, and, and it, it, it's incredible. Um, but uh, um, I was always good at rhyming words and stuff. And then when hip-hop started to take it off back in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, you know, I started to catch on, mainly because, the, you know, the hair metal scene was kind of going out the door. Everybody was doing a ballad every other week, and starting to get annoying, so i start- I jumped on board the um the rap game, got into it, enjoyed it, liked the music, liked the controversy in it, you know I mean, it's all about the controversial music with me anyway i you know so and I'm like, you know this is something that you know you hear you hear white people rap back then, and they sounded no offense. I'm not trying to stereotype my race, but they sounded bad, I mean really bad, not all day, they they what the hell they're doing, but back then. There weren't anybody that was really worth a damn. And uh, so I picked up a patent pen one day, and I just started writing, and I'm like, man, you know, this this isn't that hard. What is wrong with people? Why can't they seem to get out of the early 80s and realize that they can do exactly what uh, everybody's doing nowadays? And that's where the moniker, you know, somebody once called me, they're like, "Dang, you're a lyrical miracle, a life way you can rap. <laughs> and I, it just kind of stuck, so I just kept it.
4: That is really, really cool. Who really influenced you into, like, your rapping styles or, like, you know, like, do you like the Tupac style or do you like how P. Diddy's going or do you like more, like, like Kanye West or, you know, Lupus Yasko? I or do you more geared towards, you know, like, Vanilla Ice? I, I just want to know. I really want to know.
1: Okay. <laughs> First of all, I am going to say this. A lot of people don't give Vanilla Ice the, the, the credit that he deserves. Vanilla Ice actually would rap back in the day. And just because, said, you know, he he did the goofy dances, a lot of people, you know, all, uh, he's all flash and everything like that. But I would say this, Vanilla Ice is a rapper. I don't give a damn what other, everybody says. I mean, he wasn't in my stereo, don't get me wrong, because it was that poppy stuff and I didn't get into it. My influences would have been, my first influences would have been like, that really, really made me want to become a rapper would have been N.W.A. Just, I mean,
3: you nice. know, Easy
1: MC Ren was my favorite. MC Ren had a voice that sounded like he could kick your ass. And to me, I thought that was cool. <laughs> so I was a big fan of, you know, N.W.A. But then as I started, you know, listening, you know, I always kept N.W.A. as like that forefront, you know, you got to listen to to Rakim, and 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 uh, it, mind you, this spans all the way back to 1983 when Nucleus came out with Jam on it. This is when I really started thinking, man, this hip hop has a chance. But you know, again, then it started getting a little south. Run DMC was really good, so then it started going back up. But then it got goofy with the Fat Boys. Don't get me wrong. Again, I actually liked the Fat Boys. It's just that it was more okay. It's hard to take it serious again, you know. But when NWA came out, I started taking it really serious really got into it, really enjoyed it, um, you know, and then loved the Compton scene with King T and uh, DJ Quick and, you know, like, a lot of them guys high C, and, you know, and then, it, then of course, it just became the California rap I started listening to uh, like Spice One and MCA, you know, more Compton right there, and then all of a sudden, you know, went from California to hey, what else is there? The Ghetto Boys started influencing influence me, so it's actually, I was influenced by a lot of people, I mean, I I I've got a rather large CD collection. Let's just put it that way, and it's from people that I really enjoy. Like current, currently, you know, it's like um, I don't listen to. It. I can't stand the stuff that they play. Lil Wayne is garbage. Lupe Fiasco garbage. Kanye West garbage. Really? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, you know, Soldier Boy. How cool. dare you call yourself Soldier Boy and then insult? <laughs> I mean. I, I, I'd i like to grab him, goke him up by his little skinny-ass neck, and, 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 you know, <laughs> it's just, I mean, you know, and I'm, I know you probably like, I mean, for people that listen to it, I'm not trying to insult your style of music, but I will say this. No. I would love to be in an award ceremony where Kanye West wins something so I could step on stage and interrupt him.
4: <laughs> okay, with that said, because, I mean, you mentioned a lot of influential people that have done disc records and have done discs tracks and stuff like that, could you drop some lyrics down for me right now and do a little dissing or, or you know, whatever I, you want. I <laughs> want to hear some of this because I've never heard you rap before, and I want to hear this. Wait,
1: wait, wait. What What are you asking? Do you want to hear dissing? Yes.
4: I want to hear you diss somebody or, like, I want to hear some sort of rap from me because I've never heard you rap before. And I, I seriously, from when we did our interview, I would have never guessed in a million years that you rapped. Like, I knew, I knew okay. you said you rapped, but I never thought you would have rapped. Like, seriously.
1: Okay. <laughs> so I'm just I personally, you. let me just say this. I personally have, I, I'm not a fan of diss rap. I will say this, but I have written one diss rap in my life, and it's when No Limit came out. And I can't stand No Limit. Oh, I mean, to me, Master P destroyed, or was the, he was one of the first people that destroyed it. And thank God there's Hobson right now who kind of brought it back. But you know when Masterpiece No Limit came out and he was and all that other shit, <laughs> it started. It, it it really started bothering me. So I wrote a diss rap. Now mind you, I'm gonna say this before I do this, and I will give you a verse on this if I can remember it. I'm gonna have to go off the top of my head, but I'm gonna say this ahead of time. I do diss Snoop in this song. Before I knew Snoop was a Aww. Steeler fan, I would never do. I would never disrespect Snoop. He's a Steeler fan, but Snoop signed with Ho Limit. And yes, I'm calling them Ho Limit. Um, and at the time I was pissed off at him because I'm like, how dare you sign with them? You know, cause I'm an NWA fan. He left Dre. So I was mad. Mm-hmm. Snoop, if you're listening, I have nothing but respect for you, but it is on the song, a song i never recorded, never released, had it all ready to be done. Now, the name of the song is called Convictions to Abider. You know, the chorus was kind of off the Tupac thing. My convictions to abide or bider from his um, convictions of a bider or whatever. Um And then, uh, then they And it would be like, they're ho-limit soldiers. I thought I told you. Anyway, that's how the chorus would have gone. Now, the way the song goes, and I'm going to go ahead and do this to you. This is the first time anybody's ever going to get to hear this ever, because this song was not meant to be heard. It was just meant to vent, more or less, because I couldn't stand it. Here we go. <laughs> World premiere, with no beats. So this is all acapella. All right. Oh, yeah. It's time for me to kick some shit about these punk motherfuckers from ho-limit so-called drug dealers. Fuck what you heard. Ain't nobody buying go from that scrawny ass nerd. And speaking of skinny, you should have kept the big hound Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah, he's muscle bound. But Snoopy fitting good with the rest of those biters. Biting Biatch, or was it just a bitch inside? You're using two short sprays? What's your claim to fame? Hope you paid the man for giving you a name. So now we'll go down my list on who's who and whack. Who's next? Mystical, what's up with you, Black? Clear your throat, you got a cough or a cold. Better yet, you should probably switch to rock and roll. huh? Thrash rocker, wannabe rapper, better talk to you. your master bus arrives on the crapper. Ah, but let me speak on his ass later. I got plenty of time to be a non-player hater. Mia X, you gotta let me know the source. I do you mean it when you say that you're so hungry you could eat a horse? Hide that fat ass bitch, man. What's up with that? I guess the show ain't over until the fat lady raps. What you need to do is put that fucking cow in a stable and torture her by playing Kane and Unable. You sounded hard when I don't fuck around, but then you fuck around and change your whole style and sound. Mr. Sermon, you had skills, but we found out soon when your master used your shit as his own garoon that he was jealous. That's why I fucked up your tape. And I don't call it envy, man, I call it rape. Instead of pushing you, he made that buzzer silk a star when you got more talent than his fucking ass by far. And I won't speak on silk, and his style's a lag. Any man named Silk is a fucking fag, and I don't go there. I swim a different side of the pool. The whole limit, fuck all you motherfucking fools. I stay away from all the punks and the biders. This is Northside Gangsta Punk, and my conviction's to a biter.
4: Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry so language.
2: <laughs> and Sue Young was worried that you might be too shy to actually bust out a rap on <laughs>
5: Nice. Yeah, I like it. I don't care. I
4: like it. I
1: like it. That was so <laughs>
4: impressive to me. I love it. Yeah, that I mean, good.
1: I'm actually currently, like, you know, with all this chopper stuff that's been going on lately and stuff, I'm actually, I'm like, man, I wonder if I could write a chopper verse. So I've actually been in the process. I, I just wrote a 16-bar a chopper verse for anybody that, has an album that might be coming out that wants a chopper on their album. I mean, I, I'm actually figured I would step into a different different uh, thing with that. So just letting you know that there is a chopper on the horizon. I would let Sue Young hear that one too if she wanted to, but I don't have it. I, I don't have it memorized. Awesome. I have to read it.
4: <laughs>
2: I don't know, dude. That, that, one, was that was so cool, though. Yeah, that, that was, was,
4: was awesome. That was so cool.
2: That was pretty pretty good good stuff. So I'll tell you what, let's uh we're at the top of the hour. Uh let's go ahead and take uh our commercial break right now. Uh we will be back in t- <laughs> I, I still wanna say two minutes and two seconds for the inside jokes just to piss off Tony T. But uh, it's gonna be about seven minutes. Uh we're gonna be back, we're gonna play some commercials. Uh and then when we do come back we're gonna talk some more with Rick Leib, uh more about the wrestling end of things and then uh Young's got a surprise little round of questions she's going to throw at you, too. So, uh, all right, folks, uh, give us about seven minutes, and we will be back after these commercial messages.
0: Live on the air on March 17th, 2013 at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. 3 p.m. Pacific Time. It's the reveal of the 8th annual Smart Ass's Top 100 Sexiest Women List. The 4th largest annual Top 100 Sexiest Women List in the world. Exclusively
2: on Smart Mart Radio. 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 The 2013 Smart Ass's Top 100 Sexiest Women List reveal show. Our special guests for the gala event will be from Ghost Hunters International. Susan Slaughter, India's top supermodel, Ashlesha Yasukari, from Paris, France,
0: this perfection herself, Shada the wrestler, LA's hottest DJ, DJ Rhiannon
2: from the E! Network's Pretty Wild
0: Alexis Nyers, Camille Ford from Design Wars on HGTV and Food Wars on the Travel Channel. From Shimmer, Shine, FCW and more the lovely and talented Sue Young from Gossip Girl, Anita Robledo from the CW Network's smash hit Calls, Marie and former
2: TNA Knockouts champion, Dale Kim
0: It's the Smartmark radio show of the decade.
2: It's the reveal of the Smartasses.net 8th annual Top 100 Sexiest Women list, Exclusive. Exclusively on the air on, on Smart Smart Mark, Mark Radio, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, March 17th, 2013. If you missed the show, we will be tweeting the results live at exactly 7.35 p.m. So follow us at SmartMark Radio and at SmartassesNet. The so live Smartasses.net 8th annual Top 100 Sexiest Women List Reveal Show on SmartMark Radio.
0: Don't delay. Bookmark SmartMarkRadio.com right now.
2: Hello, I'm Morgan Freeman. Has this ever happened to you?
0: Is something bothering you, Mr. Wolf. Yes, Captain. I have to buy my parents a gift. And I have no money. Good Lord, that is a problem. Oh, my. Hey, I know you. You're Captain Sulu. That's right. And I've come to the future to give Mr. Wharf some kapla. That needs success in Klingon. Do tell. If you're looking for inexpensive gift ideas, why not give them a personalized celebrity voice impersonation greeting from Johnny Video? They're only five bucks, and even Captain Spock here loves them. Indeed. It would be the logical course of action. Well, there you have it, Mr. Wolf. If I were you, I would make it so. My fellow Americans, you know, we are living
2: in troubled economic times. So... I would highly suggest you order personalized $5 celebrity voice impersonation greetings from johnnyvideo.net for your next gift-giving event. I'm not President Barack Obama, and I approve this message.
0: To become a smartassaholic, check out our online magazine at smartasses.net for replays of our radio show's audio humor, pay-per-view predictions, a smartasses hot chick of the month, and official smartasses paraphernalia, as well as entertainment articles, videos, celebrity news, free sarcastic e-cards, geek culture, and one of the four largest annual top 100 sexiest women lists in the world. And you've been lifting barrels and bales of hay and anvils and machine parts and 40-foot fuel injectors for the next space shuttle mission and bags of dirt around in your ram truck all day, driving through 30 inches of mud in your Levi's jeans in the 100-degree desert in the middle of a nor'easter snowstorm while it's raining cats and dogs in the Grand Canyon and getting your Lee denim jacket and that 20-gallon cowboy hat of yours all wet while you're trying to eat your beans and tell tales of rustling cattle in your Ford Bronco, while you smoke a Marlboro and a Camel next to your buddy Chevy Silverado, while you're doing shots of whiskey and talking to the Undertaker about that tumbleweed that just blew by, while you were thinking about beef and chewing skull bandits in the mountains of Montana, while you're sitting around that campfire in your lambswool jacket and heating
2: up that and Iron,
0: scouring the boundary lines of that ranch you got in the good old heart of Texas, while you're barbecuing spare ribs in the back of that Toyota, tundra and polishing your Colt 45 while you rub salve on those chafed thighs of yours you got from riding steeds and the handshake of that trusty old saddle while you're out herding buffalo and roping steer and wondering where your next pair of chaps and silver spurs are going to come from as you're washing down that dust with an ice cold bush and shooting tin cans off a fence post and growing mustaches with the sheriff. Well, that's where smart radio comes in.
5: Smooth as a mountain
0: stream. To interact with Smart S's Radio live on the air, or follow us on Twitter and tweet your thoughts to the hosts at Smart S's Net using the hashtag MaximSucks. <laughs> And talk to the hosts, dial 310-807-5103, or click on the blue letter S to call in via Skype. And now, back to Smart S's Radio, with Johnny Video and Sue Young.
2: Everybody and welcome back to Smart Asses Radio. Again, we are on the air with uh, your role model, Rick Lieb. Uh I have taken another precaution during the break. I have now switched to the professional microphone that I use for doing my voice recordings and a completely separate headset. I am hoping that possibly I sound a little bit better now. What do you guys think? Let's you know, is it better, worse, about the same?
1: <laughs> sound a lot better.
2: All right. Well so much better. Maybe then. I, maybe I just bought a crappy headset at Best Buy then. So all right, maybe I'll be taking that, that back tomorrow. Anyway, all right, let's get back into uh, again. I'll tell you yeah, what. There you go. You are getting a lot of love on Twitter. Uh, pretty good freestyle. give him props. Uh, Smartess.net. Hot chicks. Keep culture. B E T. That's from our friend Roger Wisner. Uh Juan Ortega was the one that said to give you props. Um, Juan Ortega also says, fascinated by this guest's lyrical miracle, smartasses dang. All the name drops nice. from back in the day. So you're getting a lot of love, dude.
1: Well, you know what? And honestly, that's the whole point of uh, why we came up with the SMR Hip Hop Stop is because it was another one of those things that I was, you know, I was a uh, seasoned veteran in, if you want to call it that. And so that's why when when uh, my buddy Jason Moore, uh, a.k.a. Ricky Piz, come up to me, he's like, He's like, man, we got to get these local rappers some, some, you know, recognition. I mean, he's he's like, I just they're they're my friends, and you know, what can we do? And he asked me if they can get him on the, the wrestling show. And I'm like, dude, why don't we just? I go, we have a station for a whole week. Why don't we just go ahead and get him on our, you know, why don't we start a show? So that's why we started the show. I mean, it it kind of went hand in hand, and so it's a lot more work for me to do, but you know, it hopefully in the long run these guys will. We'll, we'll,
2: it'll pay off for a lot of the friends of of ours. Right. And I'll tell you what, you know, for those that don't know, that is one of the more popular shows on Smart Mark Radio. But Smart Mark Radio did start as a wrestling network. Uh, and, and, you know, again, I'm going to use a really cheesy segue, and that's how I'm going to kind of come back into wrestling. I don't want to necessarily ask you how you got started in wrestling because I think some of that's going to come out in this question anyway. But I'm, I'm just trying to put myself in my own shoes. I know... I know how my dad reacted when I was 17, 18 years old and I got my ears pierced. And it it kind of makes me wonder what he would have said had I told him that I wanted to get into the world of professional wrestling. How did your parents react to that and your peers and everybody else when you said, you know what, I think I want to do this wrestling thing? Uh,
1: Well, my uh, dad wasn't around ever since I was 12, so he really didn't have a reaction. Although when I had talked to him later on, um, he had told me that, you know, he, his uh, his girlfriend at that time, my dad had just passed, so it's not like, you know, they're not dating anymore. <laughs> right. horrible. I mean horrible. But, you know, his girlfriend at the time, I guess her grandson is a huge wrestling fan, or maybe her sons are huge wrestling fans or something. So, I mean, so that was kind of cool that, you know, at least he, he liked that. I wasn't close to my dad, so, you know, where anybody says, oh, sorry about anything, don't worry about it. Let's put off my bro. Anyway, the uh, I, I sound cold, and I apologize, but you know, whatever. Um, as far as my mother was concerned, she hates wrestling. She hates anything to do with wrestling, and I don't think she's ever seen me wrestle a day in my life. And
2: oh well, yeah. All right. So, it's, so it's obvious to say that you had absolutely no resistance from getting to do that. Then no, uh,
1: no, but... that is, was pretty much no support, no resistance, no. Out of sight, out of mind, I guess. I mean, you know, every once in a while I hear, oh, you shouldn't do that. You should You know, it's like "Why?" You know, it's what I enjoy doing. I mean, there's a certain breed that wrestling draws, and um, I believe Sue Young can attest to this one. You have to enjoy entertaining people, and you also have to enjoy a lot of pain. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, it's just the thing. I mean, I, I have to be I, – I, I'm the second of seven kids. And so I have to be in the spotlight, you know. It's <laughs> just the way it is. I I, I got to make myself shine somehow, and you know, if drawing ain't doing it, and rapping ain't doing it. Well, wrestling will do it. Right. Uh, yeah,
2: here's a question too. It, like, I, you know, I, I don't know this, that this necessarily be it needs to be like, you know, where you want to, you know, coach along all the young people. But it's more just a basic question. Like, let's just say. You know, when I was 20 years old, I decided that I wanted to be a wrestler. Everybody was cool with it. How do you learn to wrestle? I mean, I know there are wrestling schools around, That like, did you teach yourself to wrestle? Did you go to one of these wrestling schools? Is it even necessary to go to these
5: wrestling schools?
1: I was actually lucky. I actually got lucky. There was a guy by the name of O who was living in the neighborhood who was a professional wrestler he was a territorial wrestler for, back then, it was called the World Wide Wrestling Federation. Later on, it changed its name to the World Wrestling Federation. He was a territorial jobber. So, like, every time they'd come to town, they would they would book him, and he would do a match, get squashed, and it would be over with. But, you know, he was a pretty good wrestler. He would work shows at the Akron Armory and work shows around there. So he was actually still a well, you know, a, a good worker. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that... You know, nowadays I see, him, I'm like, ah, you know, he could have probably done better. But back then, I don't think they really cared so much. It was 1988, trying out loud. It was before Sue Young was born. <laughs> so, the, uh, that's, uh, you know. So was that the uh,
5: song I played earlier?
1: <laughs> you know, but um, uh, but seriously, she, uh, the, the, um, you know, he 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 was nice enough to just we had, had there's a bunch of you know a bunch of us in the neighborhood, and he trained us. I mean, he was nice enough to just go over. He he was a sponge. I mean, he loved to, to just teach kids, you know, and, you know, he would show us old stuff, him wrestling in handicap matches against Andre the Giant and, you know, him getting beat by Hulk Hogan. And, you know, that was always cool, man, back on his old beta. <laughs>
2: wow. Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of a loaded question here. Um, but, you know, you and I have known each other for long enough that you know when I'm setting up bowling pins and hand, handing you a bowling ball what you're supposed exactly. to do with it. So, um But for those of the the people out there that don't know and haven't figured it out, uh, which they should have from the picture of you for the flyer for this show, who is your favorite wrestler and who inspired you to get into the wrestling business?
1: Okay, actually, you probably don't realize it, but it's a a two-part question. My favorite wrestler, obviously, is Nature Boy Ric Flair. I grew up, I pretty much, you know, like I said, I didn't have a father, so I needed that little father figure, and Ric Flair told me, you know, hey, you know, always dress nice, always do this, always do that, and I more or less just did what he was telling me to do back in the early eighties is weird as it sounds, and it's probably not the best you know i I became an arrogant prick, but hey, you know what it works i mean <laughs> you know i i uh lucky for me, I had the looks to go along with it all, so it all worked out fine, you know,
3: <laughs> but
1: no, no, but. But what made me want to be a wrestler, I mean, as much as watching, you know, the poor Horsemen in action made me really, you know, made me thrive to want to be the best, what made me want to be a wrestler is different. It was the feud between Tommy Wildfire Rich and Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. They actually, it was was a, they, they had this match, it was going on, and it was so bloody that the TV... Had to put a big X in front of the screen And all you could see is like Sometimes hair would flop around over the X or something, But you could never see what was going on in there And to me I was like That was the day I said that is what I want to do When I get older I mean the, the worst bloodbath I've ever Witnessed behind a big X Screen was the day that made me Say I want to become a professional wrestler And that was pretty much it
2: Bobby Dan now let's now let's go to your looks because that actually uh, leads me into a question that I wanted to ask you. I, I haven't heard the story in a long time, so it, it, in in a sense, I'll be hearing it again for the first time too, or or at least you'll be refreshing me. I remember you telling me a story back when John Cena first debuted debuted that the WWE was looking for somebody that looked like oh. a, a rapper, and oh, you know, obviously John Cena looks a hell of a lot like like Marky Mark. And obviously, you look look a lot like Eminem. What's the story behind that? I know they invited you, and because of family obligations, you turned it down.
5: But that's about all I remember.
1: Here's what happened. Two years before John Cena did it, and I actually was on a television show, so I did talk about this two years before John Cena debuted. So people obviously know that I wasn't making it up once they'd seen him debut doing the exact character that I said that they were looking for. Um, two years before they asked me if I would come over there and do a tryout. I got a call from a friend of a, a mutual friend between me and Vince McMahon. He said that he gave Vince my business card and Vince liked my look. I, you know, liked the idea that I had a hip hop background and liked the idea that I looked like M and M to him, which, you know <laughs> you know, I'm a lot prettier than I'd be M and M's pretty brother if that was the case, but <laughs> um so he said he goes, all right. Well, he goes. Vince was wondering if you would come down and you would do an audition, you know, like to a tryout see if you could make it. Now mind you, hey, there's no guarantee that I would have ever made it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a smaller wrestler, so it's not like, oh yeah, they're just dying to have guys that are five foot nine, weigh around 200 pounds, and they're and they're fed. You know, so I, I there wasn't a guarantee I'd make it anyway. But they, they did ask me. They said, you know, you would come down to the ring. You'd be rapping on your way down to the ring, you know. Uh, and you go in there, and they want somebody that's just real good. They go, they either want you to be a wrestler or a manager. But they really like your look. They like that you're good on the mic. They like uh, you know, that you have a rapping background and all this, this, sudden and, and I'm like, man, this is awesome, you know, because this is what everybody dreams of. <laughs> and then I said, well, a couple questions, you know, and I, it, again, I was tell, asking this to tech Brown, our mutual friend, because, you know, I wasn't talking to Vince himself. <laughs> and I said, number one, how many days on the road would I be? Because I'm in the middle of a custody battle. <laughs> and he said, you would probably be on the road a minimum of 300 days out of a year. Oh, and I'm wow. like, whew. I'm like, well, would I be allowed to bring my son with me? And would he be allowed to have, like, a tutor go with him? And they're like, uh... No, you'd have to, you'd probably have to let his mom, keep, you know, let his mom get your son. And that was an absolute never going to happen. I don't give a damn if they would have offered me, you know, a billion dollars to sign with WWE, which, you know, obviously they wouldn't. If it's between working for the WWE and being, you know, or, or te- keeping my son, You know, to me, I thought this was a no-brainer, and I told him to tell Vince. I said, tell him I'm flattered that I was even brought up in this conversation, whether I would have made it or not. I go, but the truth is, I I want my son. I'm I'm never, you know, this this is one battle that I refuse to lose, and I said I'm going to get my son.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. And
1: and uh, by the way, I do have custody of my son.
2: Right, right. I I want to throw another loaded question out at you, and you can answer this if you want. Um, It might be a golden opportunity to get some stuff off your chest for a worldwide audience. Um, And If you you don't want to answer it, that's fine. I've got seven billion other questions I can ask you. But obviously, you stuck around in, in the Northeast Ohio area, and that led to a television show called Pro Wrestling Weekly. Now, which you now do a radio show on Smart Mark Radio called Pro Wrestling Weekend, um, and there was a very good reason that you chose that name. Do you you know where I'm leading with this? Do you want to talk about what happened? With uh, no, the I w- don't want to
1: give that guy any extra credit, any uh, free publicity. Negative publicity in the wrestling business is still publicity, um, but let's remember that I didn't actually choose the name. It was actually. The name that was chosen out of a bunch of names—it was the one that won. But don't get me wrong; I wasn't upset that it won.
2: Right, I get it. All right, well, let me let me let me let you vent on something else then, because I personally find it hilarious when you do that. So, since you don't want to talk about that, you know, you're a Ric Flair guy. Yes, you're a Ric Flair guy. (laughs) You're which means you're a Four Horsemen guy. So I want to hear you vent on Kevin Nash saying that the NWO was bigger than the Four Horsemen. And after this, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to uh, to Sue Young because she herself is an Arn Anderson fan, and uh, you know it's just her it's her turn to talk. So so go ahead, t- tell us your thoughts on Kevin Nash.
1: Number one, number one, Kevin Nash. First of all, I have no respect for a man that eats ravioli while doing an interview in the first place. You disgusting pig. To me, you know, all all that four horsemen stuff aside, which, by the way, is completely the stupidest thing in the world. This guy was chewing with his mouth open, by the way. So any girls that really were thinking, of, hey, maybe I should date the old geezer, probably want to turn that other way and just say, hey, screw it. I don't need to spit on at the dinner table. And the guy was just, I mean, all you hear, you know, because he's got a mic on and he's chewing his food. So it's already bad enough that this guy did an interview with a ravioli plate in front of his fat fucking mouth. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to do it. Anyway, so then on top of all that, he goes on and he says, well, the NWA was the was the first cool faction, you know, and, and the, the interviewer, Joe Dombrowski, said, well, wait a minute, now, I would say that the four horsemen would have been the first cool faction. He goes, no, they were the first faction, but let's be honest, they weren't cool. People didn't want to be like the four horsemen. People did. And I'm thinking to myself, first of all, dick, Yes, people did want to be like the Four Horsemen. I wanted to be like the Four Horsemen. (laughs) Um, Anybody that strived to be a great wrestler and not a complete arrogant cock in the ring wanted to be like the Four Horsemen. And unfortunately, the only reason why Kevin Nash even got a push in the first place is because he was seven foot tall. Because he's not talented. He sure the hell doesn't know what he's... I mean, what's his claim to fame? Making a picture? You know, what, are they voguing right before you drop an elbow on somebody in the corner? The guy sucked in the ring, still sucks in the ring, and you know what? I don't give a damn if the guy's seven foot tall or eight foot tall. I'll tell him that to his face. Kevin, I hope you're listening.
5: <laughs>
1: Thank you.
4: Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would do like, I mean, because I kind of grew up in that area, like, I do give credit towards, like, NWO doing their whole thing because, I mean, they did have a lot of ratings whenever it came down. But as to Oh, they were great. Who were who were cooler? I would definitely go with, you know, the four horsemen just just because of the fact that, you know, NGO definitely did the you know, the cool thing about, ooh, well, we're gonna go, you know, intercross brands and stuff like that. But within the four horsemen, they're just like an unstoppable like just an unstoppable force. And I mean I am a huge Art Anderson fan and the fact that you know they have so much history and so much like they went with they went against Dusty Rhodes they went against the Road Warriors they went against the Rock and Roll Express you know just the tag team specialists it wasn't just like you know how the NWO just kind of like just beat everything down like there was a lot of wrestling and technicality within the Four Horsemen I enjoyed that so much like just watching all the things that they did
1: it, it was every member me because every member. Of the four horsemen: every Rick Flair, Art Anderson, Holly Blanchard, Ole Anderson, and Barry Wyndham. Then every member, whoever came in, up until of course they let that freaking Jobber come in. I'm not even gonna say his name, but uh, Paul Roma. Um, you know, but every member back then could not only carry their own, yeah, they would, they could carry a match against anybody they were put in the ring with, but they could also cut a promo better than anybody else that they'd be up against, except for maybe Dusty Rhodes, who was also very good on the mic. But I'm not saying Dusty was better. I'm just saying Dusty might have been on the same level playing field.
4: Yes, and I totally agree with you. I mean, like, I, it's, it's just funny to me because, I mean, like, within that era of NWO, it definitely was very, very entertaining.
5: I'm not going to say oh, it yeah.
4: wasn't, you know. But as to wrestling-wise, because I am a big fan on wrestling, I do want to go with just the Four Horsemen. He's just—it's just such a great group. Like I, if anybody wanted to model a group after them, that would be like one of the perfect recipes or formulas in order to have a great group of guys or people. You know what I mean? You gotta have your leaders. You gotta have your mouthpiece. You've Gotta have—you know—everybody's gotta be on the same page. That can wrestle. That can. Go on, and that's what you get for an, you know, indestructible group.
1: Mm-hmm. In my opinion. I agree. I agree. They were the best. Now
4: with this. Now, with this said, I want to take it down to a little segment. I want to take on my own with me and you at lightning round. And basically, I'm going to ask you 10 questions. And the first thing that pops into your head, I want you to say. got an ADD. Yes. 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 Yeah, I'm let, super excited let, about this. Let
2: me let, let me interject on it, and uh, I'm only gonna do this because I think I think the Sue Young lightning round needs to be a thing. So therefore it needs its own intro music.
1: The Mortal Kombat theme song. <laughs>
4: I do too. I cannot stop like fight dancing right now. It's so awesome. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna we're gonna give it some time. We're gonna give you a little breather for a second. But I'm gonna give you a little countdown and then we're gonna start our ten questions.
1: Are you ready, Rick? I am one hundred percent ready.
4: Five, four, six, six Okay, what's your favorite movie? <sighs> of all time.
1: <laughs> I have too many favorites. Probably the good, the bad, and the ugly.
4: Awesome. What is your favorite comic characters, male and female?
1: My favorite what?
0: Comic book oh, character.
1: Com- comic book <clears throat> character. Male and female, I would have to say Catwoman and Superman.
4: Who is your favorite musician or favorite music artist?
1: Sue, that's a very, very tough question to answer And I'm going to tell you why And I hate to interrupt your lightning round But it depends on the genre If you're talking about metal I'm going to tell you Musician alone, Ozzy Osbourne If you're talking about rap I'm going to say MC Ren Think, Think of
2: it this way If you could only take one CD to a deserted island with you Which one would you take?
1: in the mood I'm in. That's not even a fair question also. Uh, <laughs> i take one question <sighs> to a deserted island with me. Hell, there ain't going to be plugs anyway once the battery's dead. Um, I'm sorry, Johnny. You know me. I'm thinking outside the box.
2: Would it help if I played uh, the Jeopardy theme for you?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Don't worry about it, man. I would probably, I, I'd probably have to say the NWA because I've been doing so much of the hip-hop right now. I would probably have to say NWA uh, either straight out of Compton or Niggas for Life because they're both awesome. NWA albums. Put it that way.
4: What is your favorite wrestling match
1: ever? Blair vs. Steamboat. Doesn't matter which one. Oh, that's awesome. What is
4: your favorite video game?
1: Super Techno Bowl. <laughs> or Techno Super have Bowl.
4: If you can have one food for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: <sighs> Laming yawn or gnocchi, doesn't matter.
2: Good choices.
4: Who, who is your idol? <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> you Woo!
1: I mean, it, it would have to be. I mean, it's... If I had to say I had an idol, it would be him. Um, You know, unless you're talking about religiously, then I'd be like, Jesus? (laughs) I thought
2: you might go off off the board with Andrew Dice Clay.
1: Well, you know what? And it's funny you say that because Ric Flair, I I do mold my character a lot after Ric Flair and Andrew Dice Clay. And I know it's a weird thing because it's, you know, Ric Flair was a cool heel. And Andrew Dice Clay was the cool heel comedian. So to kind of mold them together so that I'm just as controversial as Clay, but, you know, just as awesome as Ric Flair was, yeah. I mean, it could have been either or. By the way, Andrew Dice Clay's last concert that he just did on New Year's Eve was this shit. So if anybody didn't get to see it, you might want to go check it out.
4: Um, Where is your favorite place in the whole wide world?
1: Where is my favorite place in the whole wide world? Yes. Hinesfield, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
4: Who's the hottest chick that you can think of?
1: My wife, of course. And
4: last <laughs> but not least, boxers or briefs?
1: Uh, boxers, who the hell? That was my thing. If someone says grief, you better come up with a Tidy whitey's chant. That's all i got to say.
3: <laughs>
2: tidy whitey's. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh.
3: And that was the
1: lightning round.
4: That was fun. I like that.
1: Yes. How would I do? I mean, I know I'm horrible when it comes to those kind of things, because I like to talk, not yes. just flop an answer out real <laughs> quick.
2: I thought you actually gave some pretty impressive answers there. I was, the filet mignon was a good one and I thought it was kind of cool that you went with Catwoman. Uh, that, that, she would probably be in my top five.
1: Well, the reason why I went with Catwoman, uh, first of all, Superman to me, it, 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 it's funny because if anybody's ever seen Kill Bill it's exactly the reason why I've always liked Superman the best. Superman, his disguise was his human character whereas all the other uh, superheroes, their disguise is their their uh, superhero character. And so I always was kind of, like, always thought that that was cool, that Superman was really Superman, who had to become Clark Kent so that he could fit in with the world. And when they were doing it on Kill Bill, I'm like, holy shit, they read my mind. That's exactly why I like Superman. But then Catwoman is just so exotic. Every one of them. I mean, honestly, if you watch the TV show, if you look in the comic books... And if you watch any of the movies, any of them, going back all the way back to when the first movies ever came out and TV series ever came out, they were all exotic. Just something about it, you know, it's like, come on, I'm a guy. Of course, Catwoman, you know, even over Wonder Woman, believe it or not. I'll be Wow. Well,
2: I'll tell you what, we're, we're at about that time. It's amazing how quickly an hour goes by. I, it, just, it just floors yeah. me. I mean, I feel like we've been like, talking for 15 minutes. But,
1: especially when you got a big mouth like
2: me on the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it was it was certainly some uh some interesting conversations to say the least, but I you know, I, I even I learned a couple of things, which is, you know, kind of hard since I mean, you and I talk on you know the phone forever. Yeah, and, and you and well, I talk on the phone probably for an hour and a half every week if not more. So. It seems like it
1: yeah, it's a couple times a week, you know. Well, you know, one of the things I was happy, that you know, I got over my shyness really quick. You know, I was able to get <laughs> through that. And, of course, my fear of being hurt on the air, I was really nervous about that. Luckily, you guys didn't have me cut a promo or anything, because then I'd really, whoo! You know, I I, that's <laughs> I just don't know if I could handle that kind of thing. Really? But anyway, March 2nd, you 2nd, are guys, so meek. March 2nd, let me plug this real quick, man. March 2nd, I will be wrestling, Underground Wrestling, Akron, Ohio, Cronio Sports Complex. You'll see me. And a three-way dance putting up my world anyway. Yes, I said anyway, which means I am pound for pound the greatest wrestler alive today. My world anyway championship will be on the line. I'll be taking on Super Nerd and a mystery opponent. Um, not sure who it's going to be, but I'll tell you what, it's their funeral, not mine. Um, so anyway, yeah. if you need any any, uh, any uh, information on that, go to www.undergroundwrestling.com. That's U N D A G R O U N D. Wrestling.com. If you don't know how to spell wrestling, you shouldn't be listening to this show anyway. Um, the, uh, you can add Underground on Facebook at U-N-D-A, G-R-O-U-N-D. Um, of course, you can add me on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash eRoleModel. Um, on uh, Twitter, you can add me, but I really barely ever, well, no, I go on my Twitter every once in a while now. Twitter.com um, at eRoleModel. I guess all I say is at E-Role Model. You can add me. At SMR Hip Hop, uh, at you know SMR, you know Smart Mark Radio, whatever. I'm all over the place. Just add me on Facebook, freaking, I, and you'll find everything else with me there. Sound good? Right. Did I give myself over enough? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> they got everything in.
5: So,
2: all right, Rick, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, that'd be the hey, I hope I wish the you guys success, man, on the show. Thank you very much. So. On that note, we're going to go to commercial break, and we will see you in about five minutes.
6: And adult girls, this is DJ Rhiannon telling you that you need to spice up your sexy time right now. Did you know that accessories in the bedroom are a must? Well, they are, and you are absolutely missing out if you haven't bought anything from Pure Romance by Melissa Lee. This online store has everything from must haves like battery operated vibrators to make you squirm in your panties to sex toy classics like Mr. Dependable or the Double Banger if you really want to get the party going. But she also carries tons of fun warm-up accessories, too, like lingerie, bathroom body products, books, and fantasy foreplay stuff like blindfolds, cozy cuffs, time me up tape, floggers, crops, nipple clamps, and, whew, I'm feeling spicy just talking about it. Pure Romance by Melissa Leeb is the ultimate one-stop shop for your sexy time needs. Check out our site and see what tickles your fancy, melissaleave.pureromance.com. Adult boys and adult girls, you know all of us desire and deserve good quality sexy time. So, all of us desire and deserve Pure Romance by Melissa Leeb.
0: Looking for more smartasses? Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash smartasses.net. You can also find us on funnierdie.com at forward slash SmartassesNet. And don't forget to follow us on Tumblr at SmartassesNet.tumblr.com. Wow, a real starship captain here in Columbus. Well, after starring in the X-Films, I like to enjoy the x Gentlemen's Club. Really? Mm. In those films, my character could control people with his mind, so I rather enjoy pretending that if I just stare, I can make the dancers act like monkeys wearing pants. You- Charlie- totally fun. Their phone number is eight eight five 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 six six for the sultryest dances and drink specials. Get to the egg. You know I quoted that number from memory, right? Because my mind is so powerful.
3: Oh
2: my. You you want me to say what?
3: Well, uh, this is. Really-
0: oh. No.
2: But oh, no. what 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 would I do that? I just. What's the incentive? Well. Oh. No. no. I-, I could be off making the next office. Or... oh I'll oh, oh, write the next extras. What what. Why would I want to listen to that drivel? Well, we were hoping you'd make a soundbite. Oh, you want a soundbite? Okay, how about this one? Uh, you're not in my league. Uh, you never will be. And, and, you're not smart. You're stupid. You're stupid asses. You should be called stupid asses. Well, that's really. At best, uh, you're a troglodyte. Yeah? So there's your soundbite. Yeah?
5: Interview over.
2: I can't believe you will waste my
0: time with this. To interact with Smart S's radio live on the air, follow us on Twitter. And tweet your thoughts to the hosts at Smart S's net using the hashtag MaximSucks. As radio, to call in and talk to the hosts, dial 310-807-5103, or click on the blue letter S to call in via Skype. now, back to Smart Asses Radio with Johnny Video and Sue Young.
2: All right, everybody, welcome back to Smart Asses Radio. I am your host, Johnny Video, along with the lovely and talented, the beautiful and the deadly Sue Young. Uh, we just wrapped up our interview with the one and only, your role model, Rick Lieb. Uh I thought that was a pretty damn good interview. What do you think?
4: That was an awesome interview, especially when
2: he was rapping. I was very, very impressed. Yeah, it, uh, it was not too shabby, not too shabby at all. So, uh, at this point,
5: uh,
2: let's, let's do a little bit of like wrestling news since uh, we do have a pretty big wrestling fan base, and then I actually want to play a little lightning around with you after that. But uh, uh, you had
5: <laughs> you had some PNA news or
2: something about the TV deal in Germany. Go, go ahead with that.
4: Um, right now, TNA has signed a new TV deal and will be airing a one-hour version of Impact, followed by a Best of Impact in Germany on Wednesdays on a free channel, Sports One. There will also be a repeat airing on Saturdays. Also, it was announced that Impact, the four pay-per-views and special, will also air via De with video on demand. At this time, the price is for those events have not been revealed, so you gotta stay tuned. What do you what do you,
2: th- what do you think about them going down to the four pay per views a year? I, I actually love the idea.
4: I think that's kind of a great idea. It's 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 kind of like how Shimmer does like a tapings a year. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a very special event, and I think maybe it'll be a bigger thing for them. You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of want the direction they're going. I am so insanely glad that they are out of the impact zone. I mean, <clears throat> the thing that kind of was the catalyst for me, and, you know, and I've been bitching about the impact zone for years, saying they need to get out of there because it's all tourists and, and people that have just kind of grown callous to the product. But um, <clears throat> the thing that really was the final straw for me was was it was right when they were starting the uh, Bully Ray, uh, Brooke Hogan storyline, And I remember when she came to the ring one of those times, and she said whatever she had to say to Bully Ray inside the ring. And as as they were finishing up and walking away, I kid you not, you could literally hear Brooke Hogan's heels walking down the steps and walking up the ramp. Now, if the the impact zone is that quiet to where you can hear her footsteps, I think that's an indication that something's wrong. Yeah. I really miss when
4: they would, you know – have more of an independent, like, not really independent, but more along the lines of, like, building up all their new superstars because it was really refreshing to see new people on the scene. I I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like seeing, you know, all the older wrestlers or all the established names on there, but I like it when they, you know, create their own home base and stuff like that. I think that's really cool. I wonder, because if they're going to be in Germany, if they are going to be um, doing some stuff with some German wrestlers.
2: That's an interesting thought, kind of like they did with the the UK. That that's that's mm-hmm. a really good really good thought. So I don't know, time will tell. Anyway, yeah, I kind of want to throw it back to you a little bit. So I, I loved your lightning round with Rick. I think that's a great idea. I, we're definitely going to have to incorporate <laughs> some kind of music with that. It's not the Mortal Kombat theme, but well, I'll, I'll figure something out. But uh, you, you, you know, when you were the Hot Chick of the Month last month, you you had your twenty questions, and one of those questions I. I I think is a good question to ask anybody too. If I'm if going to do the tiny video lightning round, what, what for me personally, like I hate bugs. Like I remember mowing the lawn at my dad's house, and I, you know, it would be June and the beetles would be out, and they would be having sex on the leaves as I'm trying to mow the lawn under <laughs> the trees and stuff. And it was like from that point on, I just like I am the biggest wimp in the world when it comes to bugs. Like there's girls that have to kill bugs for me. So I'm kind of curious. What's your take on bugs? What What are you afraid of? Is it snakes, rats, mice, bugs, spiders? What, you know, what's,
4: what's in there? I I hate snakes. I hate bugs. I really hate spiders. I freak out whenever I, like, hear or see a spider. Just thinking about it, it really grosses me
2: out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. I, yeah, and I think I could probably handle snakes and everything. But, uh, but yeah, oh, my God, bugs. Like, you know, back when I was married, my wife used to, make fun of me and it would literally be like a badge of honor for me if i could make it through a whole warm season without any flies getting in the house because i just they just make me uncomfortable so um but you know it's a little bit of a loaded question because i am i am leading up to something um you know one of the things we plan on doing here at least a couple times a month if not every week is to bring you a little bit of audio humor uh not unlike you might find on Saturday night live uh you know the days of a comedy album are long gone Uh, So we're going to try and bring a little bit of that live to you each week. And uh, Spiders just happens to be the theme of uh, this week's audio bit. So I'm going to play that. Uh, We'll go to a commercial break. And then uh, when we come back, uh, whatever time we have left, we'll go ahead and uh, give our thoughts on the Elimination Chamber. Sound sound like a plan? I'm going to assume that sounds like a plan to you, and I'm going to go ahead and play it. Here we go.
0: And there I was on the floor of the cave with no ammunition left. Instinctively, I reached in my sock and pulled out my trusty Swiss army knife, and I stabbed the grizzly beast right in the eye. And that is the very bearskin rug you stand upon today. By Joke, that is a great story, Robert. Day of Wrath. Earth in smoldering ashes lying. So speak. David and the Sibyl. What are you babbling about over there, old boy? Gentlemen, your petty tales of the hunt do not impress me, for I alone possess a story of conquest so adventurous that Orion himself would kneel before me. Well, go on, then. Yes, do tell. I would have shared already, but I'm not sure your hearts could handle it. Oh, come now. I find that rather insulting. All right, but remember that you insisted. It was a dark and stormy night where I found myself alone in the lavatory. It was then that I saw the creature staring back at me, skulking, patiently waiting for his moment to strike. Immediately, I knew what I had to do employing the only weapon that was available to me. Quickly, I grabbed three squares. And like a jungle cat I struck, I reached out and I scooped him up and I threw him into the latrine. (laughs) Swim. Swim, I say. Swim in my pee.
2: So you killed a spider and threw him into the toilet.
0: Gentlemen, I fabricate nothing. He was an inch and a half wide if he was a mile, and I single-handedly conquered him. Swim, swim, I say, swim in my pee. But good sir, I say to you, people kill bugs all the time. Like lambs to the slaughter. Swim, arachnid, swim. (laughs) Swim in my pee! Victor, I'm not sure I follow you. I knew your feeble minds could not grasp the gravity of my conquest over the eight-legged beast.
5: Helpless
0: he was in my porcelain prison, going from hunter to the hunted, squirming about in my yellow poison, praying to whatever ungodly creature he prays to in hopes of reaching the snow-white shores. But... It was to no avail. Swim, mm. I shouted. Swim. Swim, heathen creature. Swim in my peace. By Jove, it seems to me that anyone could kill a spider and piss on him. You don't understand. I stood tall and said unto him, I am the rocks of the eternal shore. Crash against me and be broken. And broken he was wailing about in my latrine, with the white paper sunken below him as I shouted, Swim! Swim,
3: spider! Swim in my pee!
0: All right, so you threw him in. What did you do next, then? Next, I went into my den and retrieved my trusty sewing kit. Quickly, using many beautiful colors. I fashioned for him a tiny set of bathing trunks with eight tiny leg holes, and I threw it into him. And I said, "There you go, tiny spider swimming trunks for you to wade in. Now swim, swim in your tiny little spider swimming trunks, swim in my pee." Okay, all right, uh, jolly good then. Um, more brandy, anyone? I will have a glass of your brandy, kind sir. Brandy makes me have to pee. No!
2: I'm Morgan Freeman. Has this ever happened to you? What's the matter, buddy? Craigma, I have to buy my girlfriend a gift, and I've only got $5 for the loot. It, oh, yeah, that is a problem.
3: Oh, do you believe this guy?
2: Uh, what do I do?
0: Yeah, you need to put on your thinking cap, buddy.
2: <laughs> he sounds just like me, Jerry. What are you talking about?
1: Johnny video, baby. Come on, Newman.
2: He doesn't sound anything like you. Uh, I know. I'll get her a personalized celebrity voice impersonation greeting uh, from Johnny Video. He can give you. Sorry,
5: Jerry. I like him. He's terrible, George. He's terrible.
0: Whoa. Someone's getting crappy. You need to eat more fruit. Plantains, Jerry. Plantains. My fellow Americans, you know
2: we are living in troubled economic times. So I would highly suggest you order personalized $5 celebrity voice impersonation greetings from JohnnyVideo.net for your next gift-giving event. I'm not President Barack Obama, and I approve this
0: message. To become a smartassaholic, check out our online magazine at smartasses.net for replays of our radio show's audio humor, pay-per-view predictions, the smartasses' hot chick of the month, and official smartasses' paraphernalia. Looking for more smartasses? Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash
2: smartasses.net. Captain, I'm picking up a strange noise from the 21st century Oh, do shut up, Mr. Crusher Shields up, red alert Relay that, Will Wesley, it's
0: very hard to take you seriously when you are wearing that wimpy little rainbow suit Sorry Captain, the boy is right I'm picking up the Smart Ass's radio podcast Oh, good luck On screen then Make it so To interact with Smartasses Radio live on the air, follow us on Twitter and tweet your thoughts to the hosts at SmartassesNet using the hashtag MaximSucks. S's Radio To call in and talk to the hosts Dial 310-807-5103 Or click on the blue letter S to call in via Skype And now, back to Smart S's Radio With Johnny Video and Sue Young
2: Radio. Uh, we have a little bit of an impromptu surprise guest here. Uh, and, you know, when the uh, owner of the radio network calls in, you kind of got to throw your format out the window and get him on the air because he's the one that pays the bills. So, uh, let everybody out there, all the smart assaholics out there in uh, the universe, please welcome Greg DeMarco to the show. Greg, how are you doing, buddy?
1: I am doing well. It, it, it's, a, it's an honor to be on the air with you guys, of course, the multi talented. Renaissance man himself, Johnny Video, and then the gorgeous, beautiful, and she wrestles too young. If you're listening to this show right now and you've never seen too young, trust me when I tell you this, she is every bit as sexy as she sounds on the air. You guys are kicking ass in your first episode. I love it. I'm, I'm proud to say that you're a part of the wrestling smash family and the smash radio network. I'm ecstatic, and uh, especially for a first outing, if you ever go back and listen to the first ever Greg DeMarco show, it is absolutely terrible. And you guys have done a wonderful job. So,
2: so congratulations to you both. Making me a little bit proud as I sit here listening to you guys. Thank you very much. i I do have to say that because um, I, I listened to your guys' show last night, and I had a little bit of a personal vendetta to make sure that I did everything as error-free as possible without "quote unquote" freaking out today. So
1: <laughs> I, I it's feel hard. That, it can be nerve-wracking. I, you know, I don't know if Sue said this, but I know Sue was a little bit nervous. I kind of wanted to give her a hug. Um, that really had nothing to do with her being nervous. I just wanted to give her a hug. But you know, I was really excited when I was listening. You guys are doing great, and and it's, you know, it, it only gets better from here. Trust me. You know, we, the comfort levels will change. You guys will get used to each other, and you'll be amazed. Don't listen to this episode for about six months. Then go back and listen to it, and you guys will both be shocked.
2: That's yeah, you're probably right. I'm super
1: excited. You
2: know, we'll probably be so excited like that. For that. I can't believe that was we actually thought that was good. So anyway, <laughs> uh, since I appreciate all of that, like sincerely, like I don't even want to gloss over it, but I, I know we're down to about eight minutes here and we promised everybody that we would review the elimination chamber and I think you know we may as well bring you in for that conversation. And so Greg, I'll actually throw it to you first. What was your overall take uh you know let's say on the five star scale uh what surprised you what did you like what what didn't you like go ahead and take a couple minutes here tell us your thoughts um
1: i i'm not a big star rating person i'm terrible if i if i said it was three and a half stars i'd basically be pulling that out of my ass um i think that people slept on this pay-per-view it, it was an intriguing pay-per-view for me it was it was fun to watch i enjoyed every second of it, it exceeded my expectations um, by far, the best match on the show was the Shield versus the uh, WWE All-Star team, I was calling them in honor of the NBA All-Star game. Uh, I, was, I was so excited to see the Shield pick up the victory. They capped off what was an already great match. Um, Jack Swagger picking up the win in the Elimination Chamber, of course, a huge surprise to me and, and one that I'm not the least bit happy about. And that has nothing to do with Jack Swagger, for that matter. And, and The Rock beating John Cena. Or excuse me, being CM Punk. I mean, that's you know, 75% of the WWE's audience is made up of casual fans. That match is for them. That match is going to do huge dollars. I could complain about it because I think there are better matches they could do, but it's huge all because that match is going to sell and it's going to put exposure on the other talent that I want to see anyway. So, all in all, I think it was above what I expected from the pay per view, and I'm really looking forward to the road to WrestleMania and to see how those those surprises are incorporated on the road and the journey and see where we get between now and April in the New York, New Jersey area.
2: The the, the one thing I will say to comment on that and, and then I want to throw it to Sue Young before I give my thoughts, but <clears throat> the one thing that, you know, it's all always tweet from Smart Ass's Net during, uh, during the broadcast, and the one bit of flack that I got was the 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 people were pissed that the Shield won that match. Now, I'm personally personally not a fan of the Shield, but I definitely respect what they do, and I just definitely respect what they built up last night that, hey, you know what? These aren't three NXT guys. This is a force to be reckoned with. So, uh, you know, it wasn't my first choice, but it was kind of cool to not see Cena win at the pay-per-view, pay-per-view for once, too. So, uh, Sue Young, what were your thoughts? What did you like? What surprised you? What didn't you like?
6: I think
4: my favorite whole thing is um, definitely seeing Del Rio blossom into an amazing baby face. Like, he was an amazing heel. I love him as a heel. And the way he's like turning into a baby face, it's so like reminiscing um, the late Ed Guerrero. I feel like definitely like that Latino heat. I love it. I'm a huge fan of Del Rio right now. And I I was a huge fan of him then. I just didn't know how it was going to transition. And I feel like. His match with Big Show was actually really awesome, like surprisingly awesome, because Del Rio, like, like it was a good match. Like I, you know, with typical Big Show matches, he normally overpowers, but with this, it was just awesome. I loved it. Um, I really was happy with Elimination Chamber. I was really happy that Swagger won, and I kind of see it leading to Swagger and um his manager. I I can't I can't get used to the new name that they're calling him. I'm, I still call him Dutch Tail. And right. going against Del Rio and um, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, I feel like that is just a feud just been waiting to be set up. And if it blossoms over on WrestleMania, that will make me so happy. I saw a lot of, like on the predictions pages and like within feedback from the fans on my Facebook and on my Twitter on um, that they're really wanting. Sheamus, and Ryback to win, and I was super shocked that the Shield won. Like, you know, it was always one of those things like, what's going to happen afterwards? What? Where is this going to lead to? And the fact that they lost and they had the pin on Ryback, the guy that they've been just building up like crazy lately, that really shocked me. Like, that was one of those things where I was like, really? What just happened? I I was just shocked by the whole, like, just about the whole pay-per-view. I, I really... Hello? Can you hear
2: me? Yeah, you mm-hmm. did cut out for a second there, but yeah, go ahead.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, within the CM Punk and the Rock uh, match, I you could really, really see from when the Rock first started till now how much he's transitioned and how much he's like really ad- like added all the acting skills he's obtained through all the movies in that match, like just from like him camera angles and you know just everything. I, I really liked it, but at the same time, I was just, meh, you know. It was a very, like, on and off pay-per-view
2: for me. Right. Well, I, I kind of agree with you guys in the sense of that the Jack Swagger thing, I mean, it would certainly caught me off guard. And definitely, they, they definitely have a place to go with it now because clearly, you know, if they have a problem with Mexicans crossing the borders and he's going to be facing a Mexican for the heavyweight title – and that's all fantastic. The way I wanted to see it go down was a little bit different. I wanted to see Swagger get eliminated by Jericho, and then Jericho go on to actually win the Elimination Chamber. And what what could have happened from there was Swagger could have been backstage all grumpy and pissed off and just attacks Alberto Del Rio simply for being a foreigner, set up a feud that way, and then – see Dolph Ziggler swoop in on a beat-up Del Rio backstage and claim the heavyweight title. That way you would have had Jericho and Ziggler at WrestleMania for the belt, and then you could have had this separate feud between Swagger, between Swagger and Del Rio. Now, I even though they've got that feud, I don't know where they're going to be able to go with, uh, with, with Dolph Ziggler. So that, that's my only gripe about that. But on that note, we are down to uh, about 70 seconds here. I want to go ahead and uh, talk about next week. Um, Greg, th- thank you so much for calling in. And, too, I mean, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure uh, this first episode. But uh, next week we're going to have the uh, president and the CEO of Intimidation Clothing, uh, Luke Jernigan, Uh, who actually makes lifestyle apparel for fans of the MMA, wrestling, boxing, and extreme sports. They are the title sponsor for the North American Allied Fight Series, uh, NAAFS, uh, one of the most well-respected regional MMA promotions in the USA, possibly the best in the Midwest. So uh, I'm very excited about that. So we're going to talk a little bit of MMA with Tim next week. I think that very much ties into uh, the wrestling audience that we have, uh, especially for those that stick around uh, and watch Bellator after uh, TNA goes off the air. So on that note, um, I want to say goodbye uh, on behalf of uh, Greg DeMarco and and Sue Young, that English lady keeps messing me up. Thank you for listening to Smart after <laughs> Radio, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye,
6: guys.